Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, worship team. Good to see you all today. Look at you, all, all happy. Um, last week I said I, I might do part two of what was that message? Being prepared and not scared. <clears throat> That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I decided not to. I thought I'd said enough um, for now. And (laughs) um, we had a, uh, we celebrated our 40th uh, wedding anniversary yesterday, Friday. Um, I personally don't know how anybody can do that without, without family, without friends, and without faith. I don't know how anybody could um, stay happily married without faith. Hey, I forgot my glasses. I think they're in my bag, sweetheart. Could you just grab them? Thanks. Fish around in there. Um, I had a, um, a touch of the flu yesterday, and so I'm a little low on energy. I had a few conversations with the big white telephone. Thank you. In the afternoon, and uh, I've just been out since nine o'clock last night. So I'm short on, on a bit of energy, but it was, would have been a way a bigger hassle to try to get somebody to fill in. So I have some notes, and uh, I got my glasses, and I got the scriptures, and we're going to just trust the Lord to get us through. I, f- I honestly do feel I have something quite valuable, r- super practical, and, and valuable for us. And it's uh, something that I have been doing a lot of. And it's a simple life hack uh, called gratitude. And um, I want to talk about that. I want to make one comment from last week. Um, because the summary of, of uh, how we're going to get through these days and the decades ahead is to know the Lord, trust the Lord, and follow the Lord. That's really it. Don't try uh, unraveling some of the conspiracy theories or the political agendas or the medical agendas, don't, try, don't even worry about that really. I don't think it's, I think it's not worth the, the effort. But I think it's really, really worth our effort to know the Lord very intimately and personally. Trust him when he speaks to us and then obey. And I think that's the way we're going to get through. I did really uh, appreciate this message in John 16, verse 33. These things I've spoken to you that in me, in me, in, in Christ, you may have peace. And in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. It's not an interesting thing. Be cheerful in tribulation. Mm, I tend to moan in tribulation. It says, be of good cheer. Um, and, and it says, so be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'll, I note that it didn't say, I have overcome tribulation. He, he, it seems to me that more than overcoming the event, that Christ gives us the ability to overcome the environment in which the event occurs in. That's what I think. So we, we can be cheerful in tribulation. 
requires a little bit of faith, I'm going to say. Requires a little bit of work on our part. So just, in, it, I've entitled my message this morning, Time Travel. Um, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated with time travel and with physics. And um, apparently, the, um, based on quantum mechanics, you can take a reality, bend it in half, and pass between those two realities. It's called quantum tunneling. It's an interesting idea. And um, I also believe that the pyramids are stargates, so... Let's take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, but I, I, wanna, I, I, I honestly believe this is an accurate and a helpful and a biblical uh, principle that can really, really help us. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4. You could have predicted I would be using that likely. Philippians chapter 4. Um, and... Um, I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to use the ESV. First of all, Philippians, interesting thing about Philippians, it's written from jail. So not, not the best environment to write, a, write a, an epistle on joy. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I'm glad he, had, he repeated that. Rejoice in the Lord always. How often do, should we be rejoicing? Always, always. That, that actually in itself gives you the ability to time travel forward. So he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice in case you forgot it the first time. Let your reasonableness or gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Okay. Never, it, never can I, is he ever not around? Don't be anxious about anything. These are pretty conclusive statements, eh? Don't be anxious for anything. Well, there's a few things, right? No, nothing. Anxious for anything. Don't be anxious for anything. And, um, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, again, in Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, honorable, whatever's just, pure, lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you've learned, received, heard, seen, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. What if, what if peace isn't an emotion, but it's a person? What if, what if it's not an emotion? But, the, but, but it's, an, it's an encounter and an expression of one who lives within us, the God of peace. I don't know if you've noticed that passage before, but I think that's profound. Not a God of anger, not, not, not Jehovah revenge, but a God of peace. Um, I love that. Um, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Let your roots go down into him, drop nourishment from him, so you can grow in faith, strong, vigorous in the truth you were taught, and let your lives overflow with gratitude. You know that your lives overflow with something, right? 
<laughs> what if it overflowed with gratitude? Gratitude that's not expressed is largely useless because if we're thankful for something and if we're grateful for something, there's a circle where in we express it and then it comes back to us and it completes the circle. It's the circle of life. Uh, I'll talk about that a little later, about what happened to about the 10 lepers that were healed. And one came back and said, thanks. Jesus says, wasn't there 10? So he says that, <clears throat> so what happens when gratitude begins to work within us, our roots go down deep. This is what it says. Let your roots go down deep in him, drying up nourishment from him so you can grow in faith, strong vigorous in the truth that you were taught and let your lives overflow with gratitude. Verse 17 of chapter three, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And if anybody ever wondered what the will of the Lord is, 1 Thessalonians chapter five and verse 18 expresses the word of the Lord to you and to me and to each one of us, that we're to rejoice always, pray continually, and be thankful in everything. That, that's, it, that's his word. There's a great story, those of you who read The Hiding Place by Corey Tin Boom. Uh, <clears throat> her and her sister were uh, doing a little Bible study in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, and everything give thanks. And her sister's name was Betsy. <clears throat> and uh, they were transferred to Raven, Ravensbrook um, concentration camp. And they found it was really over, more overcrowded than the last place they were at. And worse than that, it, was, it had lots of fleas. But because they'd both been studying 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it reminded them to be joyful, prayful, prayerful, and grateful. So they stopped to thank God for every detail. And surprisingly, they found themselves doing Bible studies for the, the duration of their time there, and they were never bothered by any of the soldiers. The reason? Because of the fleas. But they were able to be uninterrupted in their study of scripture and prayer, never bothered. In everything, <clears throat> grateful, prayerful, joyful. Counting our blessings. <clears throat> There's a massive amount of data recently that's been compiled that, um, that shows how our, our emotional health is connected to our physical health. Massive body of information. Studies have been going on for a few decades and they're now conclusively able to find that one of the most positive emotions to help you physically is gratitude. That's interesting. I mean, the scripture tells us to do that. Um, <clears throat> gratitude that's expressed regularly from the heart has the ability to change, transform every aspect of our life. They're finding that by the best by far is a singular feeling of gratitude. Let me just say time travel. So we primarily are influenced mostly by our past. Okay. So if you can travel back and be influenced, 
Why can't you travel forward and be influenced? Is, is, is it right? We, we know that most of the, the decisions that we make are based on previous experiences or perspectives. So that being the case, and we travel backwards and find some level of healing and reconciliation of what's happened in the past, it helps us to deal currently with our present. The unresolved issues of our past, those things that we don't get over, we stay stuck in and we repeat those cycles. But, but we've been given a prescription for moving forward. Gratitude. So stay with me. <clears throat> um, so if that's true, when I recall a past event, that it can affect me physiologically or physically, and it can also affect me psychologically, emotionally, or in my thoughts. Our lives then are primarily governed by these two specific capacities, memory and imagination. Without vision, we perish. You don't have a vision of your future. Hope, hope is a positive expectation of something good happening. Dread would be the opposite. Something bad's going to happen. So if you're living thinking that something bad is always going to happen, what's your current experience going to be? Dreadful, negative, yes. Um, um, I'm fascinated, you've heard me talk about this quite a bit before, but I'm fascinated that our brain um, is simply uh, a blank computer waiting to be told what to do. So, so it doesn't know what to do until you give it an order. This is what, what I, I know this because what happened to me, we had some trauma. And my body kept telling me I was still in trauma months later. Wasn't true. I'm just fine. But my body didn't know it because my brain was telling my body, <clears throat> you're in danger. So what does it do? It begins to prepare you, everything, all your... You know, the limbic system goes into action. All of the blood flows to where your limbs, legs, arms. Where does it move away from? Organs. So, so how dangerous is stress in our lives? Very. It's the hidden killer, I'm convinced. But if we could take a biblical approach to life and travel forward with gratitude until we experience the emotion of a preferred future filled with hope. And there's sometimes when I can't get too far ahead with gratitude, I'll go right to Revelation 22, where he says he's going to make all things new. Every failure is only temporary if you're a follower of Christ. Every battle is only a temporary moment, then success is coming. But in the meantime, sometimes we have to straddle what? Mostly our thought life and our emotional life. I think it's Proverbs 23 and verse 7 that says, as a man thinks, so is he. Okay, so what if we can get thinking straight about our future? Maybe this is part two. <laughs> I'm feeling better. I knew it. Kelly said, if you just get into the anointing, you'll feel better. And I can feel it, and I'm getting stronger. I can feel it. No, it's true. 
I, I, I face some, some, some issues, you know, and when I, I said, oh, dear, I can't get up and preach or something will happen, and she said, no, just get under the anointing, you'll be fine. She's right. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so your brain and your body don't know, they don't know the difference. When it gets a message, when your brain gets a message, all it does is just begin to trigger the rest of your body and tell it what to do. So here's what would happen, here's what happens in, from PTSD, is there's been a trauma of some kind. And during that trauma, in that moment, your brain released chemical hormones, peptides, chemicals of all kinds, to tell you that you are in danger. Unless you tell it something danger, you'll keep practicing that, and you'll live in a chronic state of stress. This will lower your immune system, it'll compromise your, your uh, cardiovascular system, it'll affect your immune system, all your systems will be compromised, unless you give it a different message. <clears throat> I'm getting there. What we think on, what we, because what we think on, or you could say, Jesus would use this word quite often, consider, what he, what he means is just reflect on what you're about to do, think about it. Another term that's used in scripture is meditate. So what we think on eventually becomes real, whether it has a real grounding or real footing or not, which is why truth liberates, fear incarcerates. So what happens when we think, um, when, we, when, when our mind, when we travel back and uh, to an experience, let's say you had some regret or you did you know, something that was not nice or not healthy or something. What, what, what the emotion that begins to surface, surface is guilt. Now, what guilt translates to is a behavior or an action was not right. A worse situation, if guilt is not dealt with, it'll turn into shame. And it doesn't mean the action that I did is wrong, it means that I am wrong. Shame is a debilitating experience. Many of us live with shame and guilt. And not only does it compromise our health, it compromises our thought processes. So, so when something's not right, I can actually fix that by getting a true picture of that I can ask the Lord to wash that. My Bible says that his blood cleanses my conscience. So it says. Guilt is only in your conscience. It's a good thing to have a conscience. It's a really good thing to have a conscience. But, uh, but shame goes to the core of who you are. It says there's something flawed in me. Many of us deal with more shame than we're willing to admit. Jesus came to de-shame us. <laughs> Let us know that we're completely and totally accepted just the way we are. We're without fault, without blame before him. Um, <clears throat> what happens with shame is it turns into fear and then it turns into condemnation and condemnation tells your body that I, I, there's some, I, I've done, uh, there's something wrong and it requires a penalty. And so what your body will subconsciously try to do is penalize you. And you'll say, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. You'll come up with messages that will hold you in a place 
of suspension and Jesus came to liberate us so we could move past it. Some of you, maybe the Holy Spirit will show you some areas of shame in your life, graciously, so that you can invite him to come there and cleanse them and wash them. Um, um, so my grandmother used to have a day called Praise Day, and she'd remind me, so I'd go visit and said, Lorne, this is my Praise Day, so I'm only going to praise today. I said, thanks, Grandma. Probably could have learned something from that. But, but what, what was she doing? This is what the scripture invites us to do. Rejoice always. Um, Psalm 91 says, it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. It, what, what, what happens when we give thanks to the Lord? It puts him in a proper position. He's the only one worthy of praise. So <clears throat> neuroscience has proven that words are powerful. Um, recent studies discovers that these fMRI scanners can take pictures of neural changes that are happening in your brain. And, 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 and all, it can, all it takes is a thought. If you have a, carry a negative thought a little bit too long, uh, that has a very negative impact on your actions. But next, what will happen is it'll turn into words. And words create not only the negative impact for you, but also on the people that hear them. So the, so the pictures they can take of parts of your brain and, and, and you are using negative uh, self-talk or negative talk, it has a physiological effect on, you, on your body. Most of us know that. And, um, <clears throat> and what happens is that our, the chemicals instantly interrupt the normal functioning of our brain, especially those included in logic, reason, language processing, and communication. It's proven that the more you focus on the negative words and thoughts, the more you can actually damage key structures that regulate memory, feeling, and emotions. Enough to disrupt sleep, appetite, and how your brain regulates happiness, longevity, and health. I want to give you a little, an interesting example from, from uh, Paul. And um, he had a vision in Acts chapter 16. That's an interesting vision. A vision came to him and said, come and help us. Um, he, um, he gets arrested with his co-worker Silas. They're thrown in jail. Naturally, he, so he's in Troas, but he gets a vision to come over. And he's beaten. But, but these cats are unstoppable because they can worship. They be, it does, their circumstances no longer held control over them because they surpass that with words of their mouth and thoughts of the goodness and the greatness of God. I know, breakthrough's coming. It provides hope for your future. If you start thinking, I'm never going to get out of this situation, probably, probably you won't. But if you can get past that and begin to thank the Lord for what's ahead travel into your future, you'll begin to have different emotions and different feelings and less fear and less dread of your future. We are able to say, last night we went around the table, what are you thankful for? My wife said, I'm thankful for the house we're about to get. What did that do? That pulled her into the future with emotion, someday we're gonna have a new house. Sounds simple, that's powerful, on the way, what it does is it's reprogramming your brain. <clears throat> so anyway, they're thrown in jail. And um, 
they've got every reason to moan and complain because they've been unjustly treated. But my Bible says that if you put on the garment of praise, the spirit of heaviness will leave. That's what it says. If I'm willing to do that, that's what will happen. This is such a key. While in processing, um, thanking the Lord for who he is. And this is what happens around our house often. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll, um, you'll, you'll just be uh, moseying around, and, and, and Kelly knows this. All of a sudden, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. And then it starts to feel better. This is my story. And this is my song. What happens? I'm zoning all of, away from all of this, all onto this. And my experience changes. I feel different. I see different. It's the power of gratitude. And, I, and you can travel forward with the power of gratitude. There they are in jail. And 18 times this word is used, uh, joy and rejoice. Um, and and it's, uh, it's, so chapter 16 of Acts Verse 25, it's about midnight, and they start to sing. And it says the other prisoners were listening. There's always somebody listening. Others were listening. Even if, the, even if those prisoners were, weren't listening, there's a spirit realm that's listening. I just want to serve notice on you, you demons of darkness, that I'm going to worship today. doesn't matter how I feel. This is a sacrifice of praise. You don't get my attention. You don't get my worship I know there's reasons for me to be gloomy and doubtful, and I know I don't feel that great, and I know that the sun's not shining, and maybe my wife's not smiling, and maybe that, but yet will I praise him. Job would say the same thing. I know my Redeemer lives, and I'll see him, and I'll stand before him. This, is, this, this works. It says, suddenly the doors were shaken to the foundation. What happens when we begin to praise and worship and get our hearts and eyes off of ourselves and onto the Lord? You're, it, says, it says in that Colossian phrase that as I'm doing all these things, as gratitude is overflowing out of my life, it says my roots are going down deep. I'm putting down roots. Maybe, maybe things aren't all that great around me, but I'm putting down roots. And someday those roots will turn into fruits. And that's what will happen. I love that verse that says in Jeremiah 33, 11, it says, there shall be heard the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, voices of those who sing as they bring sacrifices of thanksgiving to the house of the Lord. It said it will cause the captivity of the land to be reversed and return to be as it was at first. Did you hear that? Reverse. It says reverse and return. It's happening as we're bringing thanksgiving. What, what happens when, we, when a voice of joy is heard, a, bo- a voice of thanksgiving is heard? I believe this is saying that the way we live and think and speak sets us up for tomorrow, and it can reverse an unhealthy situation in our future. It can, re- it can reverse a medical report. It can reverse a financial report. It can reverse a, fi- a relational ch- challenge. It can reverse that. It has that power. It can reverse a business struggle. It can reverse a dream that's died. It can reverse a legal situation that doesn't seem to be going in your direction. Just be thankful, Johnny. Just be thankful. I believe that's what it's saying. I will praise even if it didn't turn out the way I expected. I will praise. 
Philippians chapter four and verse four says that peace is much more than an emotion. And it's maybe because sometimes we think, oh, if it just wasn't for, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for this. What if peace is not the result of the absence of something, but the presence of something? Um, the Bible says that in Philippians chapter four there, that if I'm willing to not worry about anything but pray about everything, tell God what I need and thank him for what he's done. If you do this, you'll experience his peace. It's more wonderful than the human mind can understand. You may not even know. Because your mind mind may not. I have to give up my right to be able to understand it in order for me to experience something that I may not understand. Why the peace? Why the peace? His peace will guard your hearts and minds. Somebody asked me, why does our hearts need guarding? I said, because they have an enemy. It says it'll guard my heart and my mind. How important is our mind and my thought processes? How important? It's critically important as we live in Christ. Unexplainable. Unexplainable, the God of all peace. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, he's put eternity in our hearts. By that, he means that he's put the future in our hearts that we may not see or experience yet. But if we'll allow our hearts not to get heavy and burdened and wore down, because that's, that's what, because when, when, we all have some concern or some question about the future, am I right? Because God's put it there in our hearts. He's put eternity in our hearts. He's given us some sense of eternity, how it's going to go, how it's going to be. And we can't reconcile that always to our current experience. So, so here's, here's the key. Thanksgiving allows us to experience tomorrow's blessings today. We time travel our life Primarily, that's governed by memory or imagination. We move out of a place of memory and we move into a place of imagination. Y'all, y'all, y'all have imaginations. So, I'll give you an experiment. If I say the word dog, what comes to mind? For some of you, it'll be a little rodent-like creature. <laughs> Others, it might be like a real, like a, like a German shepherd. Or a, but, but what... what I, all I said was the word. Your imagination did the rest because y'all have imagination. Uh, so, so what happens is that Thanksgiving allows me to experience tomorrow's blessing today. If I can go backward, I can go forward. My second last point, I'll wrap up. We have been given both authority and power. Authority is the right to do something. Power is the ability or the strength to do something. What I allow in my life to be repeated, I have given authority to that in my life. And the more I leave it there, the more powerful it becomes and it'll eventually turn into a practice. And before I know it, I'm just functioning casually and this attitude is coming out. Why? Because I've given it authority. You have the power to choose what you give authority to. The devil doesn't put thoughts in your mind. You put thoughts in your mind. So you've got both the right or the authority and the strength. If you give yourself to repeating the past, it will become more powerful. Did you know that? Okay, we can travel back. Well, what if we traveled forward? And I can go forward with thanksgiving. 
and I can be happy about what's going to happen in the future, even if it hasn't happened yet, and I can begin to experience the emotions and the chemical wash over my brain, and I'll start to get happy about the new house I'm going to get, even though there didn't even exist a hole in the ground. But I can be thankful for that. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is very, very powerful. Um, um, we, what happens with our memory is we never recall our memories accurately. You will forget what was said, but here's what you'll remember, the emotion. And what will happen when you think back to what happened in the past and, you th- and an emotion comes? What happens? Stomach starts to tighten up, am I right? That, that one day this thing happened, you remember? That, that scrap in the playground when you were eight years old? Like whatever it is, right? Getting rear-ended by a car or the way that, you know. When you recall, you don't remember exactly what happened. All you remember was how you felt in the moment. So what happens now is your body then begins to experience that. What happens if we, instead of traveling back to unhealthy moments, because you can redeem those, is we travel forward. I'm going to, this is, this is, this is really important. Because um, your body's waiting to take an or- order. So we can, we can, de- we can, come here, we can determine the level of significance or impact based on whether we judge that event or not. So when I think back in my memory, I know why that policeman did that. Right, what, you, what have you done? You have attached significance to it based on what you assumed their motive was. That's a judgment. Now what have you done? You just added more pain to that experience. I know why they left me. I know why this, I know why that person didn't speak to me. They don't like me. Right? What have you done? You've judged that experience because you presume to know why it happened. And the result is it becomes more painful for you, that particular experience. Ah, but we can go forward. Ah, we can go forward. Um, um, Every time I recall what took place in my life, and I look back in an unredeemed area, it has the power to affect me. My body's just, my, my, my body doesn't even know. It's just subconscious. But every time I travel back and I feel that same emotion, it does, has the same effect on me. So we can change that, we can redeem that. Uh, um, memories may not be true, but they affect us like they are true which produces emotions. And, and shame is the worst, I believe. Gratitude, it says in chapter um, four, you might have missed this because I missed it. I've read through this a hundred times. In Philippians chapter four, um, where it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is supplication? It says... Uh, if you forget everything else from this uh, talk, remember these two things. Supplication with thanksgiving. Supplication is asking for, like you're making a request. And you're making a request with thanksgiving. You're making a request that God's about to do something and it's going to be good. Do you hear me? 
It hasn't happened yet because you're asking for something to happen. That may, let your request be made known. Let supplication with thanksgiving. What if we, what, th- th- this will change your prayer life. If I'm now making requests and I'm thanking God for the outcome before, while I'm in that moment, hasn't happened yet, but my body is starting to experience the same emotion as if it's already done. Supplication with thanksgiving. I'm giving, I'm making a request and I'm thanking the Lord about how it's going to turn out. This is, this is a very big thing. Um, asking for something ahead of time, but I'm thanking him for what's ahead before it's even manifest in my experience. Last point, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come. They're not going to play me off. (laughs) I over-preached last week by about 25 minutes. I I won't be doing that today. It's a very interesting passage, and most of you know it, uh, in... um, Luke chapter 17. Let me just see if I can get there. You, you may not have put this together in the past, but I want, if you got your scriptures, I'd like you to turn there in chapter 17. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers. They stood at a distance. Oh, they lifted up their voices. This, this, is, this, is, this is a... Li- uh, This is a prayer of lifted voices. Jesus, have mercy on us. I wonder if if that prayer was with thanksgiving. And when he saw them, he said, go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went. So there there was some piece of faith that was connected to that as they went. And then one of them, as they went, they were cleansed. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and he praised God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. And then it puts this in there, he was a Samaritan. It easily could have been that the nine others were Jewish and they could go to a priest, but a Samaritan couldn't go to a priest but he acknowledged the great high priest. And it says something happened at that point. It wasn't, the, it wasn't how loud it was. Jesus says, weren't there 10 cleansed? Where's the nine? Was not one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? So interesting. And he said to him, rise and go your way because your faith has made you whole. You're not just cleansed, Do you see what happened? The circle. You can get healed. But when gratitude is added to that, you're made whole. Go your way. Yeah, you're all cleansed. But one came back and said thanks. And the result was, from that point on, he was no longer disintegrated. There was no longer a spirit, soul, and body were not out of whack. His mind, heart, and will were not out of whack. He said, at this point now, you're made whole. Gratitude has the power to transform us psychologically, physiologically. And if we can learn to look into our future with gratitude and give thanks before the answer even comes, 
you'll begin to experience the emotion of that before it even happens. I, I hope that, that something I've said had some significance. I have to live in an, a lot of hope these days. It's not that, it's not that like Jesus heals me, but my gratitude makes me whole. I'm healed. Can, cancer and Christ cannot cohabitate. He has to get bigger and bigger in me. And that's possible. We're told to magnify the Lord, not making him bigger in his world, making him bigger in my world. I want you to stand with me as we wrap up. I got a feeling there's some anxiety, like it's already been said a few times by the worship team. There's all, there, what, what, there are other stuff about anxiousness and lack of peace and all that stuff. The Lord gives us the antidote for that. It could be very easy today to just kind of walk away and say, wasn't that interesting? But the practice, and, I, and, and, and you know what they did? A secular study had people write down three things that they were thankful for in the day before they went to bed. They found out that they slept longer, they woke up better, all, all that stuff. And then they said when they did it for a month and they kept adding to the list, and by the end of the list they had like 30 or 40. They said these people, their state of mind actually was altered. Less depression, more peace, it's sort of simple, but it's sort of hard. It requires practice. It requires work. I want to pray for us that we'd be a grateful people, not just in word only, because gratitude has something more to do with just what we say. It has something to do with what's going on inside of us. And I'm just going to ask the Lord to do a miracle in our hearts and we become the most thankful people on earth. Father, it's so easy to focus on a circumstance or an environment so easy for us to get tangled up in attitudes and actions day to day, week to week. But Father, your word instructed us is that we can move into our future with hope because we're people of hope and you're the God of all hope. So Father, I pray today for anyone that's dealing with anxiety on, a, on any level or a lack of peace. And, and Lord, don't we need that peace that passes our understanding, our ability to comprehend it? Asking today for the miracle, Lord, of a, of a discipline of gratitude that would transform our lives. Father, we can look forward with incredible hope because we know you got this. We know that one day you're going to make all things new. Older my body gets, I look forward to that new body a lot more. Father, I bless these people on, on a Thanksgiving day. But let, let Lord, allow, help us to make every day Thanksgiving day. Lord, what a privilege it is to be here. I thank you for your anointing that got me over the hump. And I, and I thank you for future healing. I know, I know it's mine. I thank you for wholeness. I thank you for health. I thank you for liberty and peace. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen did my best. I hope that was a blessing. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.